Welcome to The Room, where we talk about the hard parts of leadership that every great leader goes through, but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community, and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about, but we really need to. So come on in, close the door, join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. When was the last time you received feedback? I didn't think this was going to be a difficult question, but the person I asked it of looked at me with a blank stare on her face. You see, she was the vice president of a major technology company. And I asked her, again, when was the last time you received feedback? She had a boss. She'd been heavily recruited for this role in this fast-growing company. She'd been in the role two years, but she was starting to struggle, which is why my team and I had been called in. And I looked at her and I asked the question again, because I thought maybe I wasn't clearly communicating. But when was the last time you received feedback? She looked at me. Jenny, I haven't received feedback in the two years that I've been here. My heart kind of skipped a beat. Because what we know about leaders giving feedback to leaders or employees is that that it's really important to increase people's engagement. It's super important. Nearly 65% of employees say that they would love to be acknowledged and to be able to understand where they are and where they can do better. From their leaders. But most people are not getting feedback on a regular basis. So we got to dig into this. We really got to talk about why are leaders not giving feedback? And even more importantly, why are leaders not receiving feedback? So as I thought about this story and this experience that we had, I began to reflect on my own 20 plus year career, both in leadership roles as well as in follower roles. I was shocked. I, in my 20 years, and this is multiple different types of organizations that I worked in, multiple different, uh, some were new, some were old organizations, very stable, all kinds of organizations. But I realized that in that more than 20 year history, professional history, I'd only received feedback twice in that entire career. And it just made me wonder, because there were a few opportunities through a few roles that I actually left. I left because I was frustrated. I left because there wasn't sufficient communication. I left because I didn't feel like I was contributing well to the mission of the organization. What about you? When was the last time you received feedback? Now, I'm not talking about that feedback when something goes wrong. I'm talking about consistent, structured, growth feedback. How do we get better? How do you get better? Many of us say, well, you know, Jenny, I just, I just don't have the time to do it. Like, there's so much going on in our company and there's so many new initiatives. I just don't have time to give feedback to my employees. And if that is the case for you, what I would say to you is you're literally signing the exit ticket 
for your people to leave your company or organization. And guess what? Today, post-pandemic, or, or I guess we're not really post-pandemic, but while we're still in the midst of the uncertainty of the pandemic, the uncertainty of the economic, uh, the economic winds, while people are talking about still the great resignation and the great reset and the great reflection and the great, 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 the bottom line is, is that your employees, the people who work with you, are too important to your, to your success as a company or success as a department or section. They're too important for you not to give feedback to. Imagine this. When someone walks out the door, and let's say they're a six-figure earner, can you imagine, and if they left because they just didn't know where they stood, if they left because they didn't feel like they were getting any feedback to help them grow, if they left because the only feedback they ever got was negative, when things went wrong, when they made a mistake, if they left for any of those reasons, it will cost you and your company between 65 and upwards to 250% of their salary. So think about doubling their salary. If they make $100,000, think that it'll be $200,000 to replace them. You might ask why. Well, that's not true. Think about it. If someone who has contributed to the growth of your company, organization, expansion of market share, whatever it is, if that person has all of that corporate knowledge of how to do that role, how to be successful in that role, when they walk out the door, that all goes with them, as do the relationships that they've, that they've built with your customers, with your other employees, with leaders. They've, all, of that, all of that relationship quotient walks out the door. Then on top of that, you have to get HR. If you have an HR function inside of your company, your HR people, which they now have to stop whatever they might have been doing and create new roles new position descriptions, new job titles, new whatever that is for your particular company, and then they have to get them out on the street. So that's that person's time that is spent having to create all of the apparatus that goes into looking for a a, a new employee. Then you have the costs of posting those jobs, then you have the costs of doing all those doggone interviews, all the hours and hours, and it may include your time too if you're someone who is in a decision-making role who says yes or no to a particular candidate. So thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, all because you aren't giving feedback. Conversely, if you're a leader who hasn't received feedback, maybe you've been blowing the dust off your resume. Because the great resignation, great reset, great reflection, great recalibration, whatever it's going to be called, at at the end of the day, Many, many people, not everybody, but many roles in this country, many folks have started to look at how they want their lives to look different. And if yours has been the company where you really just expected people to come, do their work, get their paycheck, and, and, and get on down the road every day, you're probably one of those companies that's going to be struggling to hire people. So giving feedback is really important. And look, Let's just dive into the reasons why you may not be giving feedback to your employees right now. My most all-time favorite reason or excuse is, Jenny, I just don't have the time. Yeah, I get it. None of us have the time. That is the reality of the world of work. 
the advent of technology has absorbed almost all hours waking and for some of us even sleeping. We just don't have the time. Okay, fine. Now we understand we don't have the time. But guess what? You don't have the time to invest in having to find a new employee, find a new leader, find somebody new to fill a vacant role in your company. So you got to figure out how to prioritize your time. What is the absolute most critical thing that you can do inside of your company? And what I've learned the hard way is that you have to invest in your people. And so you have to invest your time in your people. The more, that, more of that that you can do, the better your company will function. The better people will feel, the more connected they will understand their skills and talents and gifts and how those contribute to the bottom line and the mission. So time can no longer be an excuse. If you look at your schedule right now, I'll bet that you can find 15 minutes. Yep, I said it. You only need 15 minutes to give an effective structured feedback session. 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. I know leaders, there are some leaders who have feedback sessions that are an hour long. I don't know what kind of feedback you can be giving in an hour or what kind of questions people could have that would take an hour. But from my view and working with so many leaders all over the world, that's a lot of time. That's just a lot of time. And so if that's you, think about, like, look at that hour. Figure out, is it the most impactful use of your time? Because if you're spending an hour giving feedback, you're probably giving multiple points of feedback. And honestly, for most employees, they can't take, you know, multiple, they can't take five or 10 or 15 different points of feedback that they need to work on. If it's something they need to work on, if it's something that's their strength, still same thing. Keep it, keep it clear. One or two things. One is better, right? Because it helps us maximize our focus. So time. The other thing that I know a lot of leaders struggle with is this idea of feedback being confrontational or negative. So, you know, this podcast, The Room, is all about the things that leaders don't talk about but really need to. Are you someone that giving feedback makes you squirm like you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this and makes it uncomfortable? Well, you may not be someone who who, who's confrontational, who wants anything to be confrontational, right? Because we often project onto the other person that they're going to react negatively. And that just means really that you need training and practice at giving different types of feedback. The feedback around growth and strengths and, and what someone is doing really well and what you want to see more of. And that kind of feedback that is an inquiry really around something that went wrong, something that went awry right? And having a clear structured process to do that is something that we do in our company all the time to really help leaders maximize their focus and maximize their time, as well as give clear, actionable, step-by-step action steps that the employee or whoever you're giving feedback needs to provide. So yeah, let's be real. Sometimes feedback is uncomfortable. I've had so many experiences giving feedback and leading up to it, I literally felt sick to my stomach. Because I didn't want to give that feedback. And for me, sometimes I doubted what I saw. I doubted what the, you know, I doubted what what it was that we saw happening. You know, geez, should I have done more? Should did I not make my communication clear? Like I've been in that position. Maybe you have too. Maybe yours is something else. But the bottom line is, is that feedback does not have to be confrontational. And guess what? 
if you've developed a relationship over time with an employee or whoever you're providing feedback to, that relationship is built on you having consistent feedback opportunities with that person. You have an existing relationship that has some social capital to it that you can draw on when you have to give feedback that's maybe more difficult. Maybe it's harder to deliver. But if the first time you're sitting down with your employee to give them feedback, they're sweating and they're afraid they're getting ready to lose their job, that really says that you need to do more around giving feedback on a consistent basis. Maybe on a weekly basis, it's 15 minutes. You know, depending on how many direct reports you have, 15 minutes, you could do, you know, two people, uh, two, you do four people in an hour. Imagine, right? You could spread that out over the course of your day, or you could have it at the end of the day, whatever, whatever it is that, that you, that you like. The other part of this is that I think sometimes we're concerned that, you know, the feedback is going to blow up or there'll be blowback from it, right? The employee is going to be angry and frustrated. Well, yeah, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes people don't want to be, you know, they don't want to have to answer and be accountable for their behaviors or their actions. But the other side of this, again, like I said, and this is not like, I know it sounds easy, right? So I'm not saying that this is something simple that you can do, but the reality is, is that the more consistently we give feedback and we're building relationship means we're building trust with our team, whoever our team members are. The more consistently we're able to do that, the more impactful our, 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 when we do have to give that more difficult feedback, the better and more impactful it can be. And because our employee has a relationship of trust with us, they're less likely to blow up, right? But if the only interaction you've had with someone is through a negative lens, guess what? They're going to be on high alert defensive. They're going to be defending every single point that you, that you raise. They're going to be ready to tell you about how you didn't do things right and, 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 and you're wrong and it's you, right? Okay. I get it. I've been there. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you I've been there and I've had to, uh, well, I'll tell those stories at another time, but I have definitely been there. And it was also with someone that I had a decent relationship with. But the accountability that was being asked of a particular person, they didn't want to follow through. So, so what I do know in the particular case I'm thinking of just, just now is that the feedback I had been giving them over time actually probably kept the situation from being extremely volatile. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, I think people's tempers, people's, people's outlook is a lot more fragile or sensitive now than maybe it was three years ago pre-pandemic. So yes, we have to be mindful of where our people are, which is even more the reason why today, more than ever, We've got to double down and give feedback to our team members. So the other part of this is we, we, can't, we can't just allow people to exist in our companies. If you have plans of scaling, growing your company, uh, getting bigger market share, generating more revenue, if you have any of those ideas, you've got to develop your people. And it's not just training and outsourcing training. It's you, you the leader. This is part of your most cherished and sacred role is developing people. And I know that we get 
sideways and sidetracked by thinking it's all the strategic or tactical stuff. But at the end of the day, strategy, there's this great quote, maybe you've heard it. I think it's Peter Drucker, who's a management guru. And he says something to the effect of culture, so that's the culture of your company, will eat strategy for breakfast. So I love the quote because whenever I think about people putting together these enormous strategic plans and doing all the strategic work and all the strategic positioning, but none of it has to do with the relationship building, the trust building, the communication, the just getting to know people, I realize that that creates a culture. And it can be a culture of distrust. It can be a culture of low morale. It can be a culture in which people don't really believe that they believe what you say, believe what you ask of them, because you haven't really built that connection to them. And that, that broken culture will absolutely, every single time, demolish your strategy and your fantastic strategic plan. I know companies that have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars building a strategic plan but have a horrible culture. And it's attributed to a lot of things. But one of the most important things is connecting with employees, building trusting relationships, um, helping people grow, helping people know what they do great in your company, helping people identify what's next, what's next in your company, or maybe even what's next outside of your company. Really super helpful. So feedback. Feedback, a structured process. You want to you identify one thing that is going well. And if you have to do a corrective feedback, then you want to have very clear factual information of whatever did not go well or what you're trying to understand better. And then you want to have an action step or two with it being time-bound. So you want to open with something that's going well, right? Then you want to have specific facts or a fact, a fact set around what you're trying to understand that maybe didn't go well or was an error or a mistake or a behavior or what have you. And then you want to follow that up with a specific time-bound action plan. So very specific steps. And again, keep it simple. You don't need to have, it doesn't need to be overly complicated. It doesn't need to have, you know, a bunch of complicating factors to it. Keep it simple. Conversely, if you're doing feedback to help someone grow, one thing that's going really well, something that you appreciate about that person, and then specifics about a behavior or approach that they do exceptionally well. And then you can talk to them about that. And then may even identify how it has positively impacted other team members, your leadership, or your company, or your section, department, what have you. And then a specific set of actions. Maybe that person wants to take their particular gift and start to help and train others inside of your company. So that person may need training in order to be prepared to do that. So then again, you set out an action plan that's time-bound with specific uh, areas of responsibility. So hopefully this is helpful. The bottom line is it's critical to give structured feedback on a consistent basis, whether it's weekly or every two weeks. It has to be done, especially now in our time of the pandemic, post-pandemic, during whatever we are in the pandemic. But definitely it's important to start to exercise that trust building and relationship building muscle. 
If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend. Hey, it's Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of The Room, a safe place where leaders come together to talk about the things that we don't often share out loud. If you enjoyed your time in The Room, please like or subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. And if you want to learn more about our important work with leaders, head over to the website, leaderstransform.com and continue to be connected to our community. Thank you again for listening and make sure you invite someone to next week's episode of The Room.